Hey there, I'm Emlyn Miles Mattingly, your host for the Minority Money Podcast. I'm glad you're here. You know why? Because this is the place you can come to get your weekly finance, family, and fitness motivation, not only to experience success in those areas for yourself, but also to help others in our community achieve greatness too. Super happy that you're on the show with me. So let's jump right in. Welcome to the Minority Money Podcast. I am your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly, founder and president of Gen Next Wealth, a fee-only financial planning and investment firm. So we are in the month of March, and the entire month of March is going to be dedicated to finance. I hope you guys have been enjoying what we've been doing with the Focus Months. If you haven't listened already in January, we had fitness and health tips all for the month of January. February, we had a month dedicated to education, and we're rolling into March talking about finance. And what better subject to talk about than purchasing your first home or maybe your second home, but home buying in general. And today I'm joined by two of my very, very close friends and loan officers. They happen to be in the business. And so today we're joined by Myra Alvarez and Jose Sahagan. Nice to meet you guys. Hi, good morning. Thanks for coming on today. What we want to do is just give a little background of each of you. And I know you guys have been doing this for you know a couple of years now. We'll start with you, Myra. Tell the minority money community a little bit about yourself. So I'm born and raised in Madera, California. We come from a small community that has grown tremendously over the last 20 years. We were a very small hometown place, you know, neighboring communities where everybody pretty much knows everybody. So I took the opportunity while I was going to college to start loan processing for one of my cousins that had the business. And I say cousins because we have a lot of family in the business you know, hardworking people, parents own their own business growing up. So I think that kind of inspired me going to school and eventually wanting to run my own company. Loan processing, home loans, I think was a great opportunity. I love the fact that we can help our hardworking families in our communities, majority of which are agricultural backgrounds, so seasonal laborers. The fruit of our labor was being able to help these families achieve home ownership, And then in turn, they would reward us with all the benefit from their labor as well. They would come when, during grape season, bring boxes of grapes, orange season, boxes of oranges, tomatoes. You know, I didn't even have to go to the grocery store anymore. And I just felt prideful of being able to help those families achieve that. So I've been in the business for almost 20 years now. This coming April will be 20 years. Started from loan processing learned the system, got my license right away. And fortunately enough, have been very blessed to be able to stay in the business and continue to help home buyers and homeowners retain their home ownership. So it's been a true blessing. And I say that it's my calling. It was what I was put on this earth to do. And I really value that and glad with the amount of people that I have around me for support as well. Awesome. Awesome. And I know you, so I've seen how hard you work. It's awesome to be able to help those families have that dream. You know, I think part of the American dream is definitely owning your own home. So thank you for the work that you do, Myra. Jose, tell us a little bit about you, Jose. Yeah, Emlyn. Well, I first want to thank you guys both for letting me be on this podcast. It means a lot to me. I hear this podcast every week that you put it out. And honestly, it's a great pleasure to be with two great professionals. You know, Myra, I've known for many, many years. And Emlyn, we've gotten to know each other here in the last five years. And it's been a great experience all the way around professionals working with each other. For me, similar story. I mean, you know, Myra and I have known each other for many years and 
We started in the minority community, helping you know people achieve home ownership. For me, it's been a pleasure to help the community and help you know people achieve that wealth in home ownership. And really, what it boils down to me is to help a family have generational wealth. And I think that that's something that you say, Emlyn, when we talk about generational wealth, you know, for many years to come. One thing that I love to do is to make sure that, you know, people know that to work with professionals like Myra, you know, like yourself to achieve their dreams. And it's something that we love to do here in the community. Nice. And I know both of you guys are here locally in Madera. I know, Jose, I know you're from Chachilla, but that's in Madera County. So we claim you too. Yeah. (laughs) We'll bring you in. And so with everything going on with the home market, people have been having questions and should I buy a house? Should I wait? These are conversations that we've all had. Is it the right time? How much house can I afford? And so what we're going to do is we're just going to jump right into some of these questions that I know the listeners may have if they don't own their own home. And even if they do own their own home, maybe they're looking to purchase a second home. But why should people be looking to buy a home right now? Either of you can answer that. I would say that it's always the right time to buy a home. What it comes down to is affordability, being able to make that monthly home mortgage payment, understanding what's involved in the home mortgage payment. You either pay rent or you pay your home mortgage. You know, a lot of people say you're throwing your money away when you're paying somebody else's mortgage, you're paying rent. And rents have gone up over the time. I go to these property managers and they're renting homes, you know, quite above where mortgage payments are. It all comes down to affordability, understanding the programs that are available for first-time home buyers. Also, you know, move-up buyers. If you have a supporting income that's going to, you know, and the payments within your affordability factor, then it's always a great time to buy. I never say wait. We look at the whole picture from beginning to end and then determine whether it's the right time for that person to buy. Every person is different. Every case is different, you know. So when the families come in or the husband and wife come in, or even if they're single, you know, they come in, they want to know what they qualify for, one. Two, what is it that they can afford? And three, they want to make sure that the monthly payment is within their budget. So I never say wait. I've had people wait and I've seen prices go up $40,000. I've seen rates come down. You know, they're either waiting for prices to come down or rates to come down. If you wait, you may be spending you know, over a lifetime of a loan, $100,000 more by just waiting for the rates to go down. So I always say buying is power. If we can do you justice, let's get you qualified. Let's see what you could afford. And there's a home available in your price range. You know, let's make that offer. I don't recommend anybody to ever wait to buy. And what about you, Jose? Yeah, I take the same stance uh, that, you know, Myra's, you know, pointed out. Essentially waiting for you to purchase your home. If you're ready to purchase now and you've taken those steps to get yourself ready, and spoken to a professional to get you to that point. Buying now, it's more important because of the fact that, yes, everything goes up over time. We see inflation go up year over year. And we understand that buying now will get you to the point where you can gain equity in a property or possibly right now where we're at, rates have come down. You can refinance that property to you know get a lower rate. But it's very much a point of a growth. So if you buy now, you could grow into something. Of course, if you're renting something now, you're not growing into anything. Essentially, you're paying somebody else's mortgage. So purchasing right now at the point where you can look at your finances and see where you're at and move towards a goal, I think that's where we're going to fit in, of course, to help people get to that point. Absolutely. And I want to talk about something important. I mean, everybody wants to buy a home. There's tons of questions around what you guys are saying, right? How much home can you afford? 
How do you get pre-qualified? What about credit? There's all kinds of stuff. We're not going to get into all that right now, but I want to talk about something that I think is very important in the fact of, and Jose, I'll start with you. What does owning a home do for a family though? Like, I want to talk about the benefits of home ownership and just talk to us about what you've seen that do for your clients that have purchased homes. I'll tell you, Emily, I mean, personal story. When I was 13, my parents bought their first home and it was something that actually hit home for me because here we rented for all these years until I was 13 and my parents bought their first home. It was a great experience. And it made me think, hey, you know what? One day I can actually do this for my children as well. So when you're purchasing a home, whether it be your first home or you're growing into a second home, you're actually helping your kids with stability in their life. And I know it helped me in my life, you know, be stable because I knew that, you know, I had a one home to come to after school. I had, you know, stability that knowing that I wasn't going to move into another apartment. Essentially, for me, that was something that I wanted to give my children when I purchased the home was to say, hey, this is your home. You have somewhere to come home to. You don't have to worry about a landlord coming by and saying, hey, you know, don't kick that ball in the backyard. I mean, this is your home. So for me, towards the family owning their home, I think that it puts great respect on the fact that your family has owned something and you get to come home and grow into that home when you're purchasing. Couldn't agree more. I think about, you know, my mom and I, when I was a child, we lived in an apartment and my grandmother and my grandparents always had their own home. And to this day, we still have that home in the family. Now it's old. It needs some fixing, but we still like that was our home. It wasn't a house. It was a home. That's where we played. That's where all my cousins came over. That's where my grandma would make all the family dinners. And it was a sense of security and a sense of pride. And this is where we live and this is our home and no one can take this from us. And I think for homeownership, I think those are the kind of things that are in the back of people's minds when they're getting ready to buy a house, right? That's what you're thinking about. Like, what do I get for the stability? I remember having friends that lived in apartments and there's nothing wrong with living in apartments. Let me just say that there's nothing wrong with living in apartments, but I've seen the rents go up on those apartments. I've seen some stuff happen where they've had to move and there was nothing that they could do. They just had to move in it. And it really, you know, I think about kids and we all know those kids that have had to move away because of financial stuff that, you know, may have gone wrong and it really impacts the family. So being able to have that place that's yours makes all the world a difference. And Myra, we talked about, you know, buying the home and why they should buy, but what are some of the first steps that people can take to purchase home? And you guys can tag team this one. I think, you know, both of you guys know this. So, so give us one thing and then let's go back round Robin style back to Jose so he can answer something. But what are one of the first steps? Step one, if you will. Well, Jose mentioned it a couple of times here is look for a professional in your community, somebody you can trust, somebody that has already worked, you know, with some friends and family that have feel that they were well taken care of, well explained, well educated through the process. You know, a lot of people try to go online, they try to get the pre-approvals online and it works for some people. But even the millennials nowadays are wanting to talk to a professional, get the right guidance, get the right opinion about what is the details of the loan. It's very complex. You know, what we do day in, day out is very complex. It's not something that you're going to jump into one day and know by tomorrow. So seek a professional, somebody that is well known in the community, that has good reputation. You know, we work very hard for our families and for our clients day in, day out. No doubt. I don't think there's any professional in Madeira. You know, I see everybody as friends, family. I work with everybody at one point in my career. 
So I think that there's a lot of professionals here, a lot of people that care about truly putting families in homes. So first step, seek with the professional that you're going to be able to relate to, get your questions answered, and come prepared to your appointments. If you're going to go to your appointments, be prepared. Take absolutely everything. Don't leave anything out. We've seen a lot of cases over the years and a lot of you know different loan transactions. So put everything out there on the table so that we can help you know educate you, give you the knowledge that you need to be able to get through items, you know. And that way we can set up a great plan not only for us to be able to get you know your business, but for us to be able to guide you down that path so that you are reassured. You're moving forward with confidence. And when you're making that offer on that home, once you are pre-approved, then you know, you're going in and you understand what all the terminology is. A lot of people get confused, don't understand some of the terms. We try to keep it as basic as possible, you know, regular English terms, because some of our abbreviations can be a little confusing. You know, there's EMI, MIP, upfront funding fees, you know, all this stuff that goes on, PITI. So just getting that breakdown and growing with knowledge. And if you don't feel that you're getting it from your professional that's sitting in front of you, there is online resources and local community resources that do two-day homebuyer workshops, online homebuyer workshops, where you can get certified, get your first-time buyer certificate and understand that. Some of them are free. Some of them you have to pay for, but it does. You'll get all the questions that you have answered before you side on the dotted line at the end of escrow. This way you're going in and you know that you're going to be able to retain this home for a lifetime. So Jose, on that, the first steps, and thank you for that, Myra, you're just talking about meeting the right person. Basically, we're talking about finding someone that fits, finding someone that you feel comfortable with. And that's something that I think is very important because two most stressful things that you will ever do in your life, uh, hopefully you only do one of them, is buying a home and getting a divorce. Those are the two most stressful things that you will ever do in your life. And I think buying the home is like number Getting one. Getting married is stressful too. Yeah. <laughs> so make sure you have someone that you trust. And what would you say are some of the steps that maybe Myra didn't mention or a step that Myra didn't mention in there, Jose? You know, one of the biggest things is, of course, you know, self-diagnosing on the internet. I think that Emlyn and you and I have spoken about this in the past. I mean, going on the internet and finding out some facts about, you know, how to get a mortgage is great. I mean, getting that initial information is great. But like Myra was saying, you know, coming in and talking to a professional and, you know, laying out your points and making sure that you're prepared for you to purchase is very, very important. I mean, I think the biggest satisfaction that I get in this industry is for somebody to come in that's not ready. You know, they take the initial step of setting up an appointment, coming in with their documentation. And if they're not ready now, maybe they're ready in six months. Maybe they're ready in a year. But at least we can get those initial steps out of the way to say, hey, let's work on the credit. Let's save the money. Let's you know, work on our work history to get you to that point. And we can tailor a plan for them so they can understand, okay, this is where I need to be to purchase in four months, in five months, or a year, whatever it takes. And working with that professional local professional in the marketplace that does this day in and day out is going to help you get to that point. You know, internet lending is great, but having that individual attention, that tailored plan for you, I think is key when you're trying to purchase. Uh, The last thing we want to do is to put you in a home that you can't afford or maybe you can't pay for many years to come. So as a professional, we want to make sure to get you to understand what the payments are, to understand what's going to happen after the loan is sold per se. So 
again, right now is taking that initial step of coming in and talking to a professional, setting up the appointment and going from there to get yourself a home. And I think this is so important, like, because I think people have that initial fear. It's anytime it has to do with money, right? And lending is just dealing with money as well. I know for a fact people are scared, terrified to come meet with me. So it's one of those things that if you don't know what you don't know, you can't change anything. And that's what we're having. And this is what Myra and Jose are sharing with you. So wherever you are, I know we have listeners all over the country, some people that are out of the country, but here in the States, if you're looking to buy a home, then I think it's very important for you to take the first step, even if you're not ready. Both of you would agree. Even if you don't feel like you're ready, like I'm going to go buy this house tomorrow and I don't have the, like, if you don't have the money for the down payment, that's okay. Let's put together a plan. You don't know what your credit score is. That's okay. Let's put together a plan. You don't know what you can afford. That's okay. People like Jose and Myra can help you figure that stuff out. So take that first step to be able to create something for your family to have for the rest of their lives. And and it's just so important. So talk to us a little bit about the current housing market. You know, Jose, go ahead and start with that. Talk to us about the current housing market a little bit, because I think that's definitely a spot where people want to hear stuff. What I'll say right now is we're coming from a winter market to our spring market. And one of the biggest challenges we have right now is, you know, actually homes on the market. So there are not a lot of homes on the market. We're seeing builders build more homes which is good for our economy and good for people to purchase homes. In a competitive market, you want to make sure that you stand out. You want to make sure that you are you know, ready to put in a great offer because with you know, it being so competitive right now, you have more people trying to buy than homes. Therefore, we need more homes. If you're looking to sell your home, I think right now is the time. You know? So it's a good time to do it. I would say that right now, you know, just being prepared, the market is very competitive and, you know, having a good professional there to help you navigate through that, it's important. That's also teaming up with the realtor, right? So you want to make sure that you do talk to the loan person first, in my opinion. That's just my opinion. I think you always find the the loan person first and then you find the realtor because it doesn't make sense for you to go look at homes, not know how much you can afford, right? Go look at that. And I think Jose and I talk about this and I know it happens with Myra all the time. People go out there, they drive around, they go look at those new homes. They want to look at the model and it's a you know $400,000 home and they got $200,000 money loan that they can get. So always start with the loan first. And with the market, you're saying that there's low inventory. Basically, that's what you're saying. Yeah. Anything to add to that, Myron? No, I mean, we have a lot of low inventory. We do have a lot of retirees selling their homes, but those seem to go really fast because they're lifelong homes for them. They're really well taken care of. And the prices are up there. You know, they're retiring. They're able to take their equity out now because they own the home free and clear. We have a lot of buyers that are, you know, Madera community. We have buyers that are all within a certain price range. So when a house does come out in that price range, you know, anywhere between the 200 and 250, my goodness, it goes really quick. You have 10 offers, 15 offers sometimes. And so you want to be first, you know, pre-approved, know what your maximum is, know what you are willing to go up to in monthly payment, also down payment, having, you know, there's closing costs involved in buying a home, not just the down payment. And I think some people aren't aware of that. Sometimes agents are able to get sellers to pay for some of those closing costs. But if you're in a competitive market as we are in right now, you're not able to negotiate that, especially if you really want that home. So just being prepared with those additional funds to close and having those funds available. So the market hopefully will 
start seeing some more homes on the market here in the spring because a lot of people do wait also for the spring to sell because they hear that buyers are more motivated during that time. Along with that, the new construction continues to drive the prices up. There's homes that are being built and yes, they're a little bit bigger in square footage and more bedrooms, but it is driving the prices up as well. And it's supply and demand. So hopefully we can get some more homes out there so we can, you know, help these home buyers or these families become home owners here, you know, before the summertime. Absolutely. So now the question that everybody wants to know, because I know you guys have your crystal ball, the mortgage crystal ball. Because <laughs> people come in and ask me this all the time. And I look into my financial advising crystal ball, which I do not have, and tell them that I don't know what's going to happen with the recession. but If you guys can speak to this at all, because there's a lot of people that are worried, like, well, I don't want to buy a house now because the market's going to crash and home prices are too high and blah, 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 blah. What do you have to say about that? Any signs of a recession or any signs of the market slowing down or anything like that? Well, right now, I mean, foreseeable future, there is no recession. I mean, right now, you know, the biggest thing that we have in the future, we do have some issues in, you know, the student loans, maybe, you know, faulting. So the federal government does have to worry about that per se. But in the foreseeable future, I do not see a market recession. We may have some corrections every now and again. I think that happens in any healthy market. Of course, election year, that's a big deal. That's always something that we're watching out for. But for the foreseeable future, I do not see a recession. You know, inflation is still low. The Federal Reserve is watching this very, very closely. So, you know, just like you're saying, there is no crystal ball to know what can happen in the future. But I'm not going to worry about a recession right now. We're going to continue to help families. We're going to continue to, you know, move our market forward. And, you know, as things, you know, come out, of course, we make decisions based off of that. So for anybody, anybody that's purchasing, I think that, you know, taking that active approach of saying, hey, you know what? We're going to do what we need to do regardless of what a market does, because everybody needs to live in a home. And then make decisions based off of, you know, your situation at moving forward. So it's hard to say, you know, what comes up in the foreseeable future. But right now, I'm not worried about recession. No recession. Yeah, rates are low, usually tend to be low during election years. I know that eight years ago, you know, I was able to get somebody in below 3% on a 15-year refinance. So it's heading in that direction. But again, right after president. Is, is an office and there again, it goes right back up. So if you're going to buy a home, get in somebody's office, you know, make your appointment, get in there, see what it is that you could qualify for and get approved if you could buy a home because you're going to be able to secure yourself into an interest rate that may not be available forever. We were already getting into those 5%. Last year, you know, there was going up and down. We had major changes and this year it's been a treat for homeowners should be able to refinance, get those lower rates, get those payments down, or even reduce their term to a lower rate and have the same payment. So having homeownership, being able to grow your wealth with equity, I mean, that's everybody's goal, I believe, is being able to grow that equity. And equity grows with two factors. You know, you have increased the value and then you have your pay down of your mortgage. So during the years, you're going to be paying off that home. You're establishing more and more equity because of that reason as well. So I don't foresee anything great happening or huge recession happening this year. I don't see prices going down very much. It's more of a plateau factor. And, you know, from my experience, prices kind of stabilize themselves and the square footage don't change very much. 
So the price will just depend on how big of a home you want to obtain. So basically hurry up and buy. Mm-hmm. Hurry up and buy. Because I don't think rates are great. Are, rates are great. Yeah. Rates, like you guys are saying, in an election year, typically aren't going to go up. They may just stay about the same. But with low inventory means prices go up. If there's, you know, we're talking supply and demand, very, very basic needs. If there's more houses that are needed, then the prices of the ones that are available will go up. Because yeah, and I've seen lot. some beautiful homes go up for sale recently, beautiful homes. And it's just because the families have regained some equity in their homes, you know, with the market being where it's at, being able to, you know, a lot of people we have relocating to another state because they've retired or moving in with their children now that they've retired. So we see some very well-kept homes beautiful homes that are going for sale right now. So see what you can qualify for and get out on that market and start looking to see if, you know, if this is your time. So step one, make sure that you find a professional that you can trust. As both of you know, this is the Minority Money Podcast and we are changing the complexion of wealth. And so with those, we have some questions that go along with that. And I wanted to get your guys' take on these questions. So the first one I want to ask both of you is what motivates you to continue to grow and learn? I think for me, you know, having that mentality of helping somebody else, you know, making sure that I can help somebody else get what they need. And that's always been something that was taught to me from my mom. I mean, my mom taught me, hey, teach people, help people. And of course, you'll be better off in your life. So what inspires me is, of course, helping people having that Serbian mentality to get people to where they need to go. Yeah, my motivation and inspiration comes from, you know, being a female minority, being able to accomplish things that we were told for years that we were not going to be able to do, or we had those limitations and stereotypes. That inspires me and motivates me to continue to grow and continue to learn my craft, continue to be better at what I do, and also be able to be a good example for my daughters, for my kids. And for all the young girls in my family and in my community, it's a great feeling when you see that you are able to get over those hurdles or over those humps. And I mean, you start at a good stride and it it just keeps going. So that's my motivation. That's my inspiration. Helping families get into homes is also a great plus. You know, I have families that I helped over years, young girls that come in at five, six years old and parents come in 15 years later to refinance and the young girls are sitting here again. And now they want to know what it is that I do. That's something that they would like to do too, because they've seen that I help their parents out. And so just planting those seeds that give you that inspiration to the youth in our community as well, that one day they can achieve big things through hard work and perseverance. Nice. I love it. I love it. We talk about it all the time on the show. People need to see people of color in positions of authority or power, in your case, being a partner in running a business to, you know, female owned business partners is awesome. Great for the people to see that. The other one is if you could offer a parting piece of advice for our listeners, what would you say? One piece of advice. I would say come in and homeownership is the key. The homeownership is the American dream. Don't limit yourself. Don't think that it's not achievable. I've always believed that hardworking people can achieve homeownership. And it's all through education and understanding what it takes and sit down with the professional, get it done. At least you'll know what path you have to go on to 
to be able to achieve that. And that alone right there was going to bring stability for your family, stability for your community and your neighborhoods as well. That was great. Jose, go ahead and give us something for the listeners. The same for me. I mean, I think that, you know, coming from a minority to, you know, own a business, to have the grit, the, the drive, the desire every morning to wake up and going and making it happen has been something that's been pivotal in my life. So if I can give anything to the listeners is to say, you can achieve anything if you wake up and you go and work for it. I mean, we live in one of the greatest countries in the world. And if you wake up, and you go and put on your work boots like everybody else and go make it happen. You can achieve greatness through hard work and, of course, you know, educating yourself and getting yourself to a higher you know, point in your life. Absolutely. Those are great points. And I hope the listeners can appreciate this. We got two of my close friends, very good mortgage professionals here. If they want to get more of you, where can they find you at? What social medias are you active on so that they, the listeners can get some more of Jose and Myra? Yeah, you can. Reach me on my Facebook page. That's Ghost of Hagen 98 is the handle. Or my Instagram page, Ghost of Hagen 98 as well. You can you know, reach me at my office or on my website, www.jsahagen1.com. And we'll have that in the show notes. And then Myra, where can they find you at? They can find me on my website at myraalvarez.themoneystore.com. That's the website. Otherwise, I am on social media. My Alvarez 16 on Instagram. So we got My Alvarez 16 on Instagram. Once again, I want to thank both of you guys for coming on to the show. It was a pleasure to have you on. I love what you guys are doing in the community and just watching you guys from afar and admiring the work that you guys are doing, getting all these new families and homes. And I couldn't thank you enough for joining me on the show. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate you inviting us and excited about getting this going with you. And hopefully we can either Jose or I help you down that path of homeownership, Emlyn. Are you own my home? I Are own you own your home? Yeah, I've been oh. there for 10, 11 years. Well, maybe a refinance. I need to sell it though, so we can do that. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the Minority Money Podcast and we are changing the complexion of wealth. I'm your host, Emlyn Miles Mattingly. Until next time. Another great showdown, but it doesn't have to stop there. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening on now and give it a good rating, would you? If you feel really connected to the podcast, which I hope you do, find our Facebook community, Minority Money VIP, to support and be supported by others just like you. And again, we're glad to have you. While this podcast is meant to inspire and motivate you to live your best life, it can't be your complete one-stop shop. I know, I know, that really sucks. But I don't know anything about your specific situation. So please reach out to an attorney or CPA, or you can reach out to me, a financial planner, to help you with your specific situation. To get a hold of us, please reach us at fan at Minority Money Podcast. That's F-A-N at Minority Money Podcast so we can get to know you there. Thanks for being here. And until next time.